Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. David is a, a widower, and his wife, Carol, died in 2011, unfortunately. And today, he introduces successful people to themselves. He helps them balance health and happiness with significant achievement. He works with accomplished people who have passion for their work and have sacrificed their bodies and families for their vocation. David shows them how radical self-care changes not just their bodies, but their whole lives, their careers, relationships, and legacy. You want to tell us a little bit about your story and, and how, you, how you rolled? Uh, well, a few years ago, I was in a, a, a job as a senior technology director uh, and, and senior technology executive. And it was uh, a job that I didn't like. Um, and uh, I smoked a pack of cigarettes a day and I weighed uh, 330 pounds. Wow. And the real joy in my life uh, was my wife, Carol. And one day uh, she was on the couch uh, sick, which was unusual. Carol uh, was uh, one of those people where uh, even when she was a little under the weather, she was always in motion. And so her being on the couch sick was odd. And I went to that job that I hated. And uh, I came back that, that afternoon, that evening, and she was still on the couch. And I called a medical professional, and, and she said, you know what, Carol might be in trouble. She might be uh, having a heart attack. Why don't you get her to the hospital? Um, and so I got her to the hospital, and she wasn't having a heart attack, but she was having trouble breathing. Um, so they put a, a tube in her. Uh, to help uh, help her breathe, help uh, drain her lungs and help her breathe. And that night, I fell asleep uh, in the on the hospital bed beside her. And uh, God, I, I woke up. I woke up to these alarms blaring, and and them rushing her gurney down the the hallway. Uh, she'd had a stroke. Doctors aren't allowed to apologize, and it. It's not because they don't care. It's, it's not because they're not sorry. It's, it's often because of liability insurance. Right. And so uh, the doctor came up to me and she said, I'm sorry. This was a, a large hospital outside of Washington, D.C. They see over 100,000 people a year. And she said uh, that uh, they'd only seen one other case of this in 17 years. Wow. Wow. Uh, Carol had uh, psoriasis, which uh, for those that may not know, it uh, looks like a red scaliness um, around your joints. Um, and it's not uh, life-threatening. Um, it's, uh, it's an autoimmune uh, condition where your skin cells just uh, multiply really, really rapidly. Uh, and when they put the tube in her, uh, it uh, created a cascade of events, extraordinarily rare, uh, where uh, she started um, autocoagulation, where she started, uh, her white blood cells started attacking her body, and she started 
uh, started uh, clumping and uh, then she uh, started uh, strokes. And three days later, I had to turn off the life support. My world stopped, um, everything. Uh, I couldn't eat, I couldn't sleep, uh, I couldn't uh, function. Um, it was a it, it was a real chore to do anything. My 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 family was so concerned they were thinking about hospitalizing me. I I know what it means to die of a broken heart. Mm -hmm. um, I was really put in the situation where I had to consciously think about the smallest things. I still couldn't eat. Uh, I still I wasn't sleeping, but. The one thing that I knew I had to do was drink some water. And I had to consciously think about it. I wasn't actually thirsty. Wow. That was the smallest bit of self-care I could do. One of the things Heidi and I always say, do the smallest thing. That's the, the beginning. The, the beginning. very beginning. Mm -hmm. One thing. And you have to consciously think about it because so much of our behavior uh, is in fact, the mountain of evidence is that 99% of our behavior is built on unconscious habits and how we feel about them. And so when everything is shot, you know, your feelings are blown away by grief. Uh, your unconscious habits are not going to fire. You just, there's not, so you have to consciously choose. Yet you always have that choice. Uh, that's the work that I do professionally with people uh, today. Uh, which is uh, bringing small choices back into their worlds uh, in the world of self-care. And that self-care starts a, um, a, a cascade of its own uh, to change your life. For me, uh, it uh, changed my vocation. I quit that job that I did not uh, like. Uh, I um, quit smoking. Uh, and I lost 150 pounds. The thing I learned to do and the choice that I really made was learning to love myself as much as I loved Carol. Ah, that's sweet. That's beautiful. And Carol would want you to do that also. Yeah, for sure. Um, but Dave, why did you decide to do it? You just said, okay, Carol died. I'm going to, if I'm not careful, I'm going to die. Or what motivated you to have this radical self-care transformation? It was the, the smallest bit of self-care I knew I had to do. I mean, I, the, you know, when it gets down to it, you know, like we are programmed by the, the oldest parts of our brain to do, you know, just some basic survival things. Uh, so to keep us in either a state of fight or flight, um, or uh, and and if you were in stuck in those situations, you know your your that that oldest part of our brain takes over. For me, it was like knowing and and realizing that uh, if I didn't drink water, I was done. Like you know that was that's like that's like days, not weeks or or months. That's like days. But then and, after, after drinking water, you decided to quit smoking, and then you decided to lose weight and exercises. Am I am I right? Yes, over three years. I was going to uh, right. say one. So of it the, wasn't overnight, right? You know, one of the things that they say about smoking, and I don't know if you found it, is that when you stop smoking, it uh, people some people tend to be depressed. Mm. So you certainly didn't want. How did you get off the smoking? That's a tough one. 
smoking is tricky and it's one of the things that I work with with my clients and it's it's uh, it's part of your addiction pathways and because it's a part of your addiction pathways it's very very sticky um and and that uh, often uh removes a lot of the feelings of choice and has a lot of other things that that make those those behaviors very difficult to change uh for me uh smoking was really uh really clipped uh by uh medication uh, there's a miracle medication called Shantix, which is uh, essentially an anabuse for smoking. Um, and uh, it, uh, it, it sweeps up the, the nicotine receptors and essentially makes uh, smoking pretty um, uh, not pleasurable. And so over the course of three months, you just stop smoking. It is a miracle drug, and I wish it was over the counter. It's something that everybody should get if they buy a pack of smokes. Okay, now tell us about your weight. In my process, that small bit of self-care, um, uh, that small bit of just drinking water, um, and having to consciously choose uh, meant that I had to also choose to move, right? And it was like the, it was the basic things of like getting up off of the floor, literally off of the floor. Uh, and um, starting to move a little and starting to drink water a little bit. And then it was starting to eat a little bit. Sure. And none of this was linear. None of this was like, okay, then I did this, then I did this, then I did this. Every day wasn't like, you know, a step forward. Sometimes it was five step backwards. But, you know, every day there was a little something. I knew that if I did the one smallest thing, that it was a victory day. And that one small thing was drinking water. And so like that was enough to say, look, I'm doing the one good thing for me. And that gives me a little bit of space, a little bit of space to choose to move or to choose to eat and starting to choose to eat differently in my case. Uh, eating for me was very unconscious. Uh, and uh, it was just like I would get to the end of a meal and not know that I'd eaten it, uh, you know, like, and, and you know, like I, I even challenge people today. It's like, what did you have for dinner four nights ago? Like that's, well, I don't know. Or, you know, lunch, unless you eat the same thing over again, but you know, like lunch three days ago, like it's, you know, it's, a, it's one of those things where we just unconsciously do those things. You know, I was a, a senior executive, uh, and uh, fortunately, I had some, uh, some uh, care at work uh, where they, were, they, they understood uh, what was uh, going on. Uh, and, um, but, I, you know, what was surprising to me is that sort of after a couple of weeks, like after I had, I had um, you know, done the funeral, they were, they were sort of like, okay, when are you coming back? And I'm like, I don't know, you know, like, you know, it's like, it, it, this was a point where I was like, well, you know what? Um, bathing myself is feeling like a little bit over the top, much less like getting in a car and going to work and feeling somewhat productive is like insane to me. Like it was, it was just like, are you kidding me? For me, I started to ease back into the work a, a few weeks later and I, I started uh, doing it part time. Uh, but, you know, it was at that point where I was like, look, you know, this job is not making me that, that happy. Like I didn't like it. Uh, and so it was over the course of, of the next few months where I was like, okay, what, what else do I want to be doing? And like, and so like working then with a career counselor and figuring out what my next steps were. I do uh, coaching, I do public speaking, uh, and, uh, and I'm writing a book. So this is, this is my world. Um, I do, I do primarily health and wellness coaching. That is my, my main my main, my main world. I completely transitioned from a world where I was um, 
helping build the internet uh, and, uh, and, and making the world safe for, uh, and in the government for uh, uh, patents and, and trademarks to uh, saying, okay, well, what is the thing that I do the most of? And after three years, uh, I was spending most of my time on my health and wellness. And I'm like, well, will people pay me to do that? Yeah, it turns out they will. And what makes me unique is that I was a senior director. I was senior technology director, senior executive. And so like, I know what it means to have those pressures. And I was, and I weighed 330 pounds and I know what it means to, to take off essentially an entire human being and keep it off. Uh, and so those two things make me uh, nearly unique in the world. There's only a small handful of us that uh, do that and then help others with that world. You seem like a very happy person, purposeful, with meaning again. And we know that the people that are watching this show, many of them are feeling lost. And how great it is to see you as an exemplifier that you can move on, change careers, have fabulous things happen to you and and really embrace and enjoy life so so tell us what you're doing how people can get in touch with you you know anything that you want us to know about you uh, thank you um so i do health and wellness coaching and uh, i also do public speaking um uh often in the corporate environment but i do uh do uh workshops and and uh, other other uh, uh what other events. So if anybody is, is uh, interested in finding out more, uh, they can come to my website. Now it's a clever spelling. So I uh, will, uh, I, I will, I will go slowly. It's the word limitless, uh, but there's no.com. There's no.org. Um, and you leave off the last S. So it's L I M I T L dot E S. A couple of pieces of advice if I've just lost my spouse? For me, it was, it was the, the most basic thing was water, making sure that I was hydrated and that led to other things. I have found that the last thing for me to uh, come back at, uh, as far as my like normal world goes uh, was sleep. Sleep was very problematic for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, it, I believe is also one of the things that I work on with my clients uh, the most. Um, uh, to because it, it, sleep is just the shampoo for the brain. Thank you so much, Gloria, and thank you, Heidi. Thank you, Dave, and thank you for showing us through your own example how to really transform your life through radical self care. Because you are you not only talk the talk, as you know, but you walk the walk. Mm, I appreciate that. Thank you. Then, thanks everybody for watching the show today, and we hope you'll tell your friends and family to visit us at Open to Hope and listen to our podcasts and read our thousands of articles online and TV shows and all the things that we're doing to help you find hope after loss. And Heidi and I, and I'm sure David, always want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own, and God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.